This episode is a part two episode, meaning that it's a continuation of the conversation from our previous episode, part one. If you haven't listened to that, now's a great time to pause, listen to part one first, and then come back for part two. Uh, listen, we do not have family dinner every night. We do not, like, it's maybe three or four nights a week. My yeah. husband travels a lot for work. We okay. have two kids playing soccer, yeah. and then you add in any extracurricular, <laughs> like, whether it's open house at school mm-hmm. or a Boy Scout thing, it's just, like, never a lot. That's never ending. But a thing that I come back to a lot is my mom was a single mom. My parents okay. divorced. My dad moved far away, and so I'd only see him in the summer. Mm-hmm. So she somehow managed to like put herself through graduate school work a couple jobs and like still have what felt like we had family dinner every night and that like on Sundays she always made pancakes I know now as a parent that like that might have been once a month that she made pancakes or like two nights a week that we had family dinner together but because it was repeated enough throughout my childhood I think of that so I think Mm -hmm. it's really the quality over quantity with those kinds of things and as often as you can repeat them yeah kids will remember oh they will yeah those are huge memories that you've set for them and traditions that they're want they'll want to do with their kids right because they're going to remember the joy and i think that's a huge part of it right it's not about the food it's not about the conversation it's not about the game that you play it's the joy that you're instilling in them and showing them that um even even as hard as life is sometimes Right. And as, and we hope our children don't feel the way we do sometimes with with different trials that we face, but letting them know like, hey, it's going to be OK. And you put on you not horns say you're masking everything else, but letting them know. Right. Y'all are happy. You're engaged. Your family's sitting together, whatever your family looks like, whether that's your partner, whether it's your husband or your, your wife um, or, or if it's your grandparents and siblings and whatever that looks like. Um, I think that's that's encouraging. We're going to set a goal right now. I think um, at least trying to do two nights sitting at the family table. So we would encourage everyone. Now, there are some of you that are like, we sit around the table every night. And I love that. I'm so glad. And invite me over so you can cook for my family. (laughs) Um, But um, two nights a week, I think that's an awesome goal. And we we are going to follow up to see who's doing that. That's fantastic. you. You should. That'll be good. Okay. Earlier, we had kind of talked about the family dynamics. Now, you just mentioned your husband travels a lot. How does that kind of change and, and shift around the schedule for you and kind of your responsibilities within the home? Well, um, it doesn't. In some ways, it doesn't okay. change it. At, yeah. I, my, my husband's a freelance. We're both freelancers, honestly, okay. but I work from home. I can, like, use my home kitchen for recipe development and, like, we I podcast from my son's room. Oh, cool. And my husband is a freelancer and he works in film. So he travels to Atlanta like at least once a week for a couple of days. And we still have family in the Atlanta area, which is where he grew up and it's where we met. Uh, But we are so like we're such routine people that, yes, I take on like a little bit more responsibility, Mm -hmm. like maybe more carpool driving when he's gone. But it's it's all really kind of the same. That's awesome. Them. Yeah. And when he's home, he's off. It's not like he's not, he goes to the office on the days when he's not traveling. Mm-hmm. So he can be very hands-on and I can do more, like take on more work or just be more involved with the kids when yeah. he's home. So it always like balance, it's Absolutely. really balanced. And I think, you know, we've been together for 12 years. We've been together for 14 years. We've been married for 12 years in November. 
it's changed a lot since our kids were little like right. we've worked out with the division of responsibility and the division of labor is in our family and it feels as close to 50 50 as it can possibly be my husband does not really cook he makes scrambled eggs so the kids say they're better than mine which i think is incredibly rude <laughs> but okay it's, it's nice that they have like one thing that of course they think of as their dad's right. meal but he's always like willing to go pick up the grocery order or like do the dishes and like so contribute meal when I'm like oh, I don't know what to meal plan this mm-hmm. week he'll be like ooh I'm really craving burgers or I really want to do like a fried chicken salad so he contributes to the feeding of our family in a lot of ways that are not just like the cooking part right of it. or how I mean growing up the traditional which I mean my mother was able to stay home she taught piano lessons and then some theater stuff but was able so she naturally was the one cooking cleaning and kind of back in the 80s 90s that's sometimes what you did see right um and and even you think of like Miss Cleaver you know all of those um you know you're still thinking like how did they look that good at the end of the day like, how is there no, like, did they not get ready until five o'clock knowing their husband was coming home so, at 530? Yes. Like, <laughs> wow, your hair is perfect and your lipstick's still not faded, right? And, and perfectly lined. Um, but I think being in those roles traditionally, I feel like the best thing is that we've maybe broken that a little bit. Right. To where we realize that every relationship, it cannot be all on one side or the other. It won't work to be balanced. There has to be a give and take. And yes, maybe someone is the one who is better at cooking and likes to cook, but it doesn't mean it has to be the woman. Right. It also doesn't mean it can't that even if the, if the man is in the role that the woman can't come in and take a, you know, take a piece of that. Um, if they want to come in and cook eggs or pancakes or whatever. And so I love that my husband has always been a helpmate. Right, which in any relationship, that's what you want. Right, you want someone that's going to make you better it's and that's going to help. Your partner. Yes. Yeah, and that wants wants that as much as you do to have a household that's run efficiently. Um, and especially since my accident a couple years ago, he has. I mean, I joke all the time. He's like, "Mr. Mom," you know. Even when I was laying in a hospital bed in the middle of our living room, and um, always right helping, especially without me driving outside of my sweet little kind of lot care. Um, driving kids to school right and and to and from or picking up grocery orders all of that which is so helpful um in the home when you do have something balancing yes does it look every day 50 50 no but in general which makes things i feel like even in the relationship better because you know that they are there to support you right yeah and it's really easy to share gratitude rather than resentment oh for sure but i'm so curious does nick does he have something like Brian's scrambled eggs that is like his contribution to feeding? Because I know that yeah. you love to cook, but yes, it sounds like you don't do it every night and can't do it every I don't. night. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does. So he can he can make anything. Um, and I'm grateful. He we're about seven years apart, and so he lived on his own well before I met him. So he learned how to do all of that. I'm like a married man who still likes to do his own laundry. I'm like, lay. I lucked out, you know. Um, but it's he definitely is self-sufficient and can, or the nights that I'm stuck at the office late or whatever that looks like, I know they're going to be okay. And we also bought, I think it was a half a cow um, from a local farm, which I loved. Like, oh, we know what they're fed and where they're coming from. And at least if the farmer's not lying to us. And um, you can save a lot of money that way too. Yeah. It ended up coming in like, like a dollar 30 or pounds, like something ridiculously low that you were not going to see. But I stopped eating meat, well, I shouldn't say all meat, but red meat shortly after that. And so all the time he's like, we've got to do the ground beef. And I'm like, you know what? 
I'll worry and that's part of it. I'm like, okay, you do your burgers, you do whatever you need to do for them or, um, you know, spaghetti or whatever that looks like. And then I'll just, you know, eat my vegetables over here. So. Yeah. And then you're also setting a model for your kids too about like how they'll contribute to the house. Like oh, everyone participates in some part of yeah. feeding us. Uh, it's like kicking and dragging to get my daughter to cook now but when she was really little she loved it and Mm -hmm. my son who is like the same age as Oakley he has more interest in it and it's just nice it's like this not a lot of pressure for them to feel like they have to learn to cook and they get to come by that interest very honestly like just when they want to like oh I want to learn to make cookies today or teach me how to make your scrambled eggs dad yes yeah that is I think the hardest thing for me um when we're cracking eggs I know that it's not a baby in there, but that little yellow, or sorry, not the, you're like the yolk of what's happening. <laughs> no, the, the little white um, thingadying that is it's in. It's called an albumin, okay. but yeah. yes, I know exactly what it's It's absolutely about. disgusting, and I literally crack the egg, and then I will literally take the egg and pull that out okay. because it makes me just, ugh, I can't also do it. also makes for more tender tender eggs to take it out because it's a little oh, like protein strand in there yeah yeah it grosses so you're like doing out. high level culinary stuff look at me that's exciting yep i've always seen it i'm like yeah, i don't know what that is so but cracking eggs are like the hardest thing for me to let my children do oakley loves to be in the kitchen and making whatever so i was like oh you're cracking eggs i want to crack it i'm like oh how much time do we have and it's so selfish but you know they crack it and i'm like the only way to not get shells in there is if you let them do it because practice makes perfect and I tell myself that all the time but so many times I'm like okay why don't you crack this one in your bowl and we'll <laughs> and actually he is getting better but that is a smart move in general like in I went to culinary school for baking and pastry arts and mm-hmm. one of the things that they teach you is like because occasionally you can get a bad egg mm-hmm. if you have to crack like three dozen eggs it's much better to do like one like a small bowl crack it in there you can check for shells and then add it to the bulk of like all the other yes yes but man like cooking baking with kids it's so messy and that's sometimes like the biggest hurdle for parents so we always joke like whatever you're making with your kids you need a bigger bowl like i just like the biggest bowl that you have for mixing things in that's the bowl that you need even if you're just making like a small batch of mm-hmm. cookies because the flour is going to go flying. Oh, for sure. It's a whole thing. And then your child will start packing flour and you're like, no, the brown sugar gets packed, <laughs> not the flour. Ew. <laughs> you have this. Oh, it's, we've had a lot of fun as you can tell by the sounds that I have made in the last 30 seconds that we've but you had do a lot it. Of fun in the kitchen, but we do it because it's important. Yes. And one day I loved growing up and being able, my, my parents one night a week, I would get to cook for the family and I was in high school and I just loved it. And so to be able to give, you have that opportunity, right? Not only to serve well, but to to embrace new recipes or to cook stuff or to whatever. Knowing that we always know, right? The way uh, the way the person's heart is through the stomach, and yeah. um, just being able to bring that joy. And so I want that for for him. If this is an avenue that he would like to serve in, and or that he has an interest, I would hate. Um, I think any of us as parents, we don't want to be the one who squashes it, right? Or right. blows out the their candle. Is, whether it's of like course. they want to be a Food Network celebrity or they want to be a football player. Yes. Yeah. We want to support them well. And um, and I know sometimes that gets hard navigating. I'm sure your children are very opposite in ways. And very so much. having to um, 
you can cheer them both on, but, but when is it like, okay, making sure that we're not either dimming someone's light, that we're celebrating each other, even if it's obviously they don't share the same interest in those, but like, okay, you're not going to go, <laughs> this is this baby Oakley's been raised on the ball field and watching you. So you're not going to go watch a play that he's in or trying to, to make those. In what ways do you see your kids um, kind of are the most different? Oh, that's so great. I mean, their whole personalities are so different. Like, I have a girl, and, like, my daughter is 11, Mm -hmm. and my son is almost 9. So, in some ways, they have, like, the boy-girl, very stereotypical differences. Like, he loves to get dirty, and she's more inclined to do art. Mm -hmm. But also, she's very, very independent. Like, doesn't want to fall into the crowd whatever she's trying to learn to do, she wants to do it herself, like learn to do it herself before she does it side by side with us. Whereas my son is like, it's, I love it. I'm like making a face where I'm just like, oh my God. He just wants to be right there with you. It's not that he's not independent, but he just like wants to be in the same room as you and like wants to do it with you. Three play in the story. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, So, but we talk about this to your point of like, not dimming each other's lights like as they've gotten older it's easier to be like you're two different people like i can't love ella the same way i love emmett that doesn't make sense for who they are as individuals but also that like we have enough love in our hearts as parents that at the end of the day we love them the same volume Mm -hmm. it just looks different day to day and that's okay yeah right and i think that's where um the world will tell us that it has to look the same and it has to and just because it's different doesn't mean it's it's not right or that you're doing it wrong i think um just kind of that encouragement to to try your best right that's all we can do is try our best to love and serve them where they are um and i just we i was with some girlfriends last night at dinner and we were talking about just even as we talked about the balance of relationship how there's always one um someone who's very, very different, right? <laughs> not like-minded in a lot of ways, not not similar in personality and kind of the spotlight like I am or the um, the negative Norman, which my husband is now. He's <laughs> not always a negative time, Nick. But Norman. he could yes. be. There we are. Um, Sorry, Nick. And I think that, um, but that's, that's why these relationships work. But I think it's funny that you also see that a lot of times in our children. Right. And just how different they are but as it in the family how much harmony comes because we aren't yet the exact same right our interests are not always aligned and i think that has has room for growth and it shapes our character a little bit it does being a little more open-minded to see like okay this is why my feelings are hurt because it was stepping on this but if we look at this side and and kind of helps open your mind to maybe some other ideas yeah we talk about uh, on didn't i just feed you a lot and like parenting around food that Mm -hmm. everything in parenting and truly like in life is just a season so even the stuff that feels hard sometimes where they're like butting up against each other Mm -hmm. whatever it is you know they're fighting over who gets to use the computer for that time or like who's gonna love the dog the most it's like that stuff doesn't or even pickiness Mm -hmm. around the table like none of that really lasts forever Mm -hmm. and we're all like trying to play a longer game and raising whole humans who like go into the world with openness and love and can create community. Mm-hmm. And that takes like a really long time. And it takes a lot of repetition. And like, if it feels hard, it doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong right. as a parent. 
Yeah. It probably means you're doing it right. Right. <laughs> it does. And I think that, I mean, most of us, right, we want to, to Bill, you're talking about Ella and how just independent and, and you know, nature that she is. And I love that. Um, we are raising children in a world that we haven't seen before. Right. And it's changing so, so vastly and in so many ways. And I think um, as we continue to instill in them the values that we would love them to have and, and we cheer them on um, to to learn and grow who they are. But at the end of the day, right, we all want the same thing, which is for us, our, us to have functioning members of society yes. who are kind to people and who help and and who I want my kids to be confident in who they are. And I, if I could instill any, anything in them, right. Just to that feel like the number one thing to it move does. through life. Yeah. And it that's does. hard to like, it's not, there's no playbook for mm-hmm. like how you teach individual kids confidence because they're different. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. Oh, it's a big one. It is. And it was such a fine line. Now, I know we've talked about kind of families. Do y'all also have pets in your home? We do. Okay. Okay. This is a weird time to talk about. Not a weird time. Yeah. We just said goodbye to our elderly, our eldest dog in the last two weeks. So we're adjusting to having one dog. So that's why I'm not like, oh, yeah, we have two dogs, Miles and Daisy. We have Daisy dog. And we have, and we have to talk about this. We have a morning gecko named Ginger who belongs to my son. Ginger. And the reason we have to talk about this is because I listened to the first episode of Heather's Most Precious uh-huh. where you and Oakley talked about his bearded dragon. And yes. as I was driving over here, I was like, I have to tell Heather, like, listen, bearded dragons live forever. You might want, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. might want to make a change of plans. But it sounds <laughs> like you guys are fully set. You know what you're in for. There. We are. We Well, as much as you can know, um, without, I think... Um, as you, our, our older pup Chase about a year ago passed away and he was 14 and a half. We got him right before we got engaged. And so he was like the family dog in the same way. And it's so hard. Um, and thankfully we had adopted bear, um, rescued him from a shelter a few weeks. I mean, mere weeks before Chase passed and it just ended up being a perfect time. And our, our cat is also rescued. So now our cat Finnick and our dog bear are just a year apart, which is super great. But what I wanted was a, if we're going to have a reptile, which is really scary for someone like me, who's like, I feel an ant on me and I'm right. like freaking out. The and egg, the egg I, that squirrel. Yes, yes, it does. And um, I knew snakes at first. He was like, snakes, snakes. And I was like, oh, I know. We are not going to. You, you can move out and get that. one. <laughs> um, not going to happen. And I was worried about something so small that would our cat eat it. And so I thought with as much as the, the dragons are so small, um, we've had friends that have had them and they have lasted longer. So I'm like, okay, he would be older to handle the heartbreak that would come with losing, but then also be able to celebrate because with Chase there, it leaves a void when you it don't really have does. your family member. I mean, that's what they are. And yeah. um, they're most just part of, part of most precious, right? Are our pets. Our furry family members and not having them just feel void or there. Sometimes I'll yell at Bear and I'll say, hey, Chase. And then I start crying because I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I can't keep going. Oh. Like, I can't stop coming in the door and being like, hey, babies. Because I expect to see both of them there wagging yeah. their tails. And I'm like, oh. And your heart sinks a little yeah. bit because you miss, you miss yes. them. And then for the kids, they don't know life without yes. both dogs. Like, that's what they remember. Even though we got Daisy later, mm-hmm. like, she's only four and Miles was 14. 
So they're they're adjusting to like what feels like a whole oh, life to them. Like they didn't know life without miles. Right. And that's hard. And it's so hard. And I think selfishly that I'm like, okay, this one does live a long time. Now, will Oakley have a new roommate in college? Probably. Yes. If he does that, will he have to move in with somebody else if he doesn't take it with him? Probably. Um, no, but I'm I'm excited for what that that looks like. And he always wanted to be a veterinarian or an ornith ornith. I don't know what the word is. Some bird doctor ornithologist or something. Okay. I probably got that really wrong. And someone's going to be like, oh, well, so, 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 what it's called. And that's okay. Um, but, uh, and now wants to be an actor because, duh, you know, it's just him. He wants but to show the spotlight. He does. He does. Um, which will kick him out of the house before that happens. No. Um, but I think him, the empathy that he is just, is a huge part of his character. Yeah. And, and to show that with animals and for him to have his little farm. I just am excited. And have responsibility. Also, yeah. I just got really excited because I was thinking about how you said Oakley is not really your vegetable lover. Mm -hmm. But when he has Blaze, the bearded yes. dragon, who eats vegetables and fruits regularly, might encourage might him. Encourage him. What a weird together. way. Like, you were asking about interesting yes. ways people Here introduce it is. vegetables. <laughs> we just created their own. The dragon. <laughs> That'll be it's the secret. Be and if it works, that's going to be your new tagline. <laughs> Get a beard of dragon. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yes. And I am so grateful to have gotten to hear just kind of not only where you where you said where you've come from, where you've been, and and about your family, um, but also about food and kind of the tips and tricks around them, what you've discovered. And um, once again, on streaming all platforms, all right, platforms is didn't I just feed you? Which you know, if you're a parent, you have said that at least once, or if you're an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent, whatever, you've said that to somebody. <laughs> we get the most comments on that. They're like, "That's I'm going to remember that because I say that three times a day." Of course. Yeah. It is so fitting. Definitely check it out for um, recipes and just other information and, and all of the knowledge that y'all have combined, you and Stacey. That's incredible. Yeah. And we have an amazing community, which if you go to our website, which is denijustfeedyou.com and go yeah. backslash community, you can join for free. And it's like a whole message board of oh, busy. Awesome. We say busy home cooks because even though parents are our primary listeners, there mm -hmm. are lots of people in our community who are single or they're partnered and don't yeah. have kids. And they're all, it's like this hive mind of information. So if you're like, I need this very specific recipe and either Stacy or I can't get to you, there's like thousands of other home cooks that hop in there and help. That's and we fantastic. share new ideas every week and recipes there. Plus the podcast episodes too. So you don't miss anything. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And then you get to know y'all a little bit more. I think that's my favorite thing probably about podcasts is learning the personalities. Right. Um, and those who you're like, Ooh, I really I'm like them. Like let's be friends. To my yes. best friends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you feeling like you're sitting in the room with them even if you're in the car even if they're miles away right it's it's neat to have that so I'm very grateful for you and the, that you took that time to yeah. come hang out with us today and I have to ask this because okay. it wouldn't be a, an episode without <laughs> it um Megan what do you find most precious okay I wish I could be concise this is the reason why <laughs> I have my own podcast because I cannot make a long story short the shortest answer mm -hmm. is daily joys mm -hmm. um there's this whole internet thing right now about like glimmers which are the opposite of triggers it's like the little things that bring you joy oh, yeah. and uh i like on my own personal instagram i've talked about my 
struggles with postpartum and then mm-hmm. other mental health struggles, like as my kids have gotten older and yeah. dealing with burnout and so much. And so, uh, every December we, we, I do this thing called the good list, which is like sharing three things from the day that brought me joy. And even though I only share it in December, uh, it's something that I pay attention to all the time. So I was thinking about this driving over here, like Last night, my daughter asked my husband to hang different rope lights. We are like on our third set. Like first she wanted like fairy twinkle lights. And then it was like this tube glow light. And now it's this like remote controlled LED strip light that like has patterns and colors. And like there was something so joyful about them doing it together. Like he brought the ladder into her room and she helped him. And I think of that as daily joy. Mm -hmm. But like it can also be the days where you just like really nail your cup of coffee and it's like the perfect temperature when you get to drink it and enjoy it or like sharing a meal with friends or when you make a big pot of beans to celebrate new year's. Um, I like am always on the lookout for just the little bits of light in, in every day. And then the other thing I would say is like most precious to me. This is, I feel free to laugh at me. My, I have like three gray hairs and I love them so much <laughs> because I feel like aging is such a gift and like, we don't all we get it. Granted, we yeah. take it for granted. And so I, I and they I, talk I, about a glimmer or a shimmer, <laughs> three hairs yeah, are shimmering. Like three hairs are shimmering. They're like a different texture. Sometimes I'm like, oh, they look weird. And I, you know, we all have our own things about right. aging. There's certain parts of it that are hard and mm-hmm. like my body changing is weird, but like those Three gray hairs, so they mean so much to me. And, like, it's another oh, year I get yeah. to grow my family and be here. Yeah. yeah. And talk about positivity. I'm a very, very positive person. And I think you do get to shape your perception. People want to be around people who are positive. And I think um, the more positive you think, the more you choose. I literally had this conversation with someone this morning. The more you choose to look for reasons to be grateful the more that shapes your entire day. You're not going to think about the negative five minutes of your day. You're going to think about holistically, I had a great day because these are the things that happen. And if you open your eyes, even if you're walking through a tough time, if you open your eyes, you're going to be able to see things that you're grateful for. If it's if it's hair or if it's, um, if it's a home-cooked meal or if it's a neighbor that made you smile or if it's somebody at Starbucks that paid for your order, there's going to be something that you can be grateful for. Um, and so I love those. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun. Absolutely. Well, we will do it again for sure. And, and for those listening, thank you so much for joining us. And, and we look forward to seeing you next week uh, on the next episode of Heather's Most Precious. Heather's Most Precious is brought to you with love by the Hendrickson Agency, an insurance agency serving all of Georgia and Tennessee. The Hendrickson Agency, properly protecting your most precious possessions. Support for Heather's Most Precious is provided by Study.com, which offers SAT and ACT study materials and even has resources for AP and college credit courses. Listeners of Heather's Most Precious get 30% off their first three months of any subscription level with offer code PRECIOUS. Just go to Study.com and use offer code PRECIOUS at checkout. Heather's Most Precious is produced by Chattanooga Podcast Studios and is part of the Podnooga Network. Find out more at ChattanoogaPodcastStudios.com. Thanks again for listening. 
We'll be back soon with another episode of Heather's Most Precious. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.